Welcome to Drunk on God, Episode Seven: Blood on Our Porch. Hi, my name is Edmund, and I'm here with my wife Amy. Welcome back, everybody. So today we're going to share a story of how the plague <laughs> came into our house and basically put a lot of fear inside of us, but for good reason. And there's a reason why God did that. So, Amy, do you want to start us off? <laughs> yes. So um, when we first came back, well, when I when Edmund came back to God and I first met God. We started reading the Bible, and we were really in His Word, and we were just just understanding His ways more and more each day. And long and behold, stuff started to happen in our home that was just really odd, and we could not explain it. So, first of all, there were a ton of crickets that just came into our home and was staying in our oven. And we could not get rid of them. We had to buy cricket traps on Amazon, and um, and they would keep coming back and keep coming back, and they would make noises throughout the day and especially at night. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is um, one day my mom, my mom lives with us because she's taking care of um, um, our little baby Nathan with uh, with us. We're really blessed. But one day she opened up the garage door and she saw a rat running in into our washer. And just want you guys to know, my mother and oh, no, my the, father- uh, the, the rat jumped out of the washer. Oh, I thought it jumped in. Oh, no, it jumped out. Okay. Yeah. Well, it jumped out and, and I'm really afraid of rats. So I didn't even want to see this. So I was like, okay, Ed, mom, please take care of it. But I want you guys to know my mother and my, my, my dad, my parents, my entire family, including Ed as well, we are extremely clean. There is no way that we would ever leave food or anything that will attract rodents in our home ever. So we were really shocked when we see this, right? And what else? I think later on, there were all these flies, giant flies. These are not flies that you would see around like a trash can that is, uh, or flying to your home over some, you know, moldy food. This is not that kind of fly. It's giant. It's like three or four times bigger than the regular house fly that you would see. I almost thought that they were like wasp and they were flying all around our home. Um, like there were 20 of them on like a window and probably five, 10 on another window, just stationed there. And when we go out into the garage, there would be another 20 or more 50. I think my mom killed one time, 50 of them close to that number in the garage. And every time we would, you know, kill them, they would come right back. And we had no, our windows are closed. The door is closed to the garage. And every time we, we kill a batch of them in the home, it will miraculously just come right back. We had no idea where they're coming from. I, we were thinking, is it the vent somewhere? We just did not know why this is happening. No matter how many times we kill them, they would come right back. And, and I thought this was like a spiritual warfare attack. Okay. So I just ran to the Bible and I started reading what is going on. So we went straight to the Bible and we were looking at why this could be happening because 
it just felt so supernatural to us that I, I needed to ask God. I needed to pray. And another thing that happened that really tipped us over was we actually found blood on our porch. And that was the thing that was really alarming to us. Um, one day we opened up the door. I think my mom, again, <laughs> she opened the door to bring Nathan out for a walk in the morning. And we saw all these animal feathers or fur on our, it was white fur, I believe, on our grass. And there's this puddle of blood right on our porch. Like you, you can't, it's not on the side of the porch or the sideway, right, of the lawn. It's right on our doorstep, on our porch. And we all looked at each other. We're like, what happened? We didn't see a dead animal animal anywhere. We don't see we don't see footprints of an animal slaughtering another animal. We had no there's no dead bodies anywhere. We're just like, why is there a puddle of blood? So yeah, so we went to the Bible and we kept reading and reading. And I remember um, reading about the ten plagues in Exodus um, when um, God was using was anointing Moses to deliver the Israelites out from Egypt and out of slavery from Pharaoh. And the 10 plagues, you know, included locusts, which is a larger version of crickets. Um, and we had that. And they also had um, flies, right, Ed? Mm-hmm. Um, and we had those. And um, it also included a, a river that turned into blood. We had that as well. And I think during one of the plagues, one of the strongest ones was um, God sent the destroyer to kill the firstborn uh, because Pharaoh was not releasing the Israelites who are God's people, you know, out of Egypt. And during the Passover, you know, um, God told the people to put blood over um, their doorway so that he will skip and the house, the house that has the blood, so then the destroyer would not kill those firstborns who are in that home. And so all of these things just started to to come into my my mind and my heart. And I and I said, Ed, hey, we need to pray now. We need to pray. We need to ask God what is going on. Why why does it feel like our home is under attack by the ten plagues? Why is this happening? So. Yeah, Ed, do yeah. you want to take over from there? <laughs> yeah, when when we read Exodus again, I I kind of freaked out. I'm like, whoa, this is way too close <laughs> to, to to what happened to Egypt, and so that started that started us on the path of thinking, hey, what are we doing wrong? Because uh, God sent the plague to Pharaoh because Pharaoh wouldn't listen to God. Mm-hmm. So the question was, was there something that God was trying to tell us that we weren't listening? And so he wants to send us the plague in order to get our attention and to change our ways and to soften our heart. Yes, yes. So it says in Exodus that Pharaoh has a hardened heart and that because of this hardened heart, God was able to use his hardened heart to reveal his power by sending the plague to soften his heart again and again and again. So... You know, as we were praying, I, I I noticed that the story of Exodus is about an entire nation being under enslavement by someone who is oppressing God's people. 
So I was just praying and praying and praying. And I just heard the word nation. I just, I just felt like God was trying to tell us something about our nation. And so I ran to Ed and I said, Ed, I think God's trying to tell us that we must care more about our nation. Um, because, you know, we've been really selfish people all our lives. I mean, I'm first to admit that. Uh, we think about our we we think about our own well being, our own own welfare, and I I just really disliked politics. I thought it was just a whole bunch of drama, and that if I just take care of my life, um, and 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 keep things to myself and within my own family, then I don't have to worry about the government, the politics, or even the nation really. Um, so I just sort of became really indifferent about our nation um, on that level. I mean, I'm grateful for the fact that I get to live here, but I didn't care about the affairs of our nation at all. So for the first time ever, I'm looking at this Exodus and I'm seeing God cares greatly about people, not just individuals, but also an entire nation. And he was moving mountains and parting the Red Sea and creating all these miracles and signs and wonders, even with the plague, to get our attention to say, hey, I want to free an entire nation. I want to free an entire um, body of people from slavery. And I think for the first time ever, um, it really convicted my heart. To, to see the heart of God, that God cares about entire nations, like every, every person, right? So I ran to Ed and I was just saying, Ed, I think we need to, I mean, we need to pray about our nation or something like that. Yeah. And, and when, when Amy told me that, uh, I'm the type of person also like Amy, I'm indifferent about our nation, about our politics. Uh, and so when I heard that, I didn't want to do it, but I, but I told God, Hey God, I'm going to register to vote. I'm going to, uh, read the news. I'm going to f- see what, what, what the issues are, what the local issues are regarding California and Los Angeles and our County. Cause, cause there's, you know, other, uh, state, uh, bills that are on the docket, like, like propositions. And so we were studying those. Um, I, I basically went from, indifferent to, to someone who wanted to educate himself about our local politics, about our national politics, and then step out and vote. Um, but not only vote, but also to pray for our nation. Because yes. we had also been learning about interceding and how the power of prayer can change the hearts of a nation. So Amy, can you can you talk about interceding? Yeah, so... Um... <laughs> The Holy Spirit and God has been just teaching us so much about how to effectively care for other people other than our family and ourselves. And I mean, you know, we would naturally care about ourselves and our family and our loved ones. Yes. But God cares about everyone. And he's been teaching us how to do that. And it starts with prayer, but it goes beyond prayer. It, it goes all the way to interceding. An intercession is um, basically praying for someone who does not know God, who is not praying to God, who may not know the the heart of God. So then we, as people who may know God a little better, um, 
because we have a septic God in our lives, uh, we can pray on their behalf so then God can still work his miracles in their lives because we're coming into agreement with him of all of the things that he wants to do in these people's lives and, and including on our nation. So he threw someone um, at the healing room ministry that um, that's another story in of itself that, that now I go to because literally God called me to go. Someone there literally handed me a book called Intercessor. And it's about this man, Reese Howells, who in the 1900s had lived a life of just prayer. He was just on his knees pretty much all the time, praying on the things that God has specifically asked him to pray, including interceding for World War II, which greatly changed some of the large events that had happened um, during World War II. And it's a wonderful book. We could, you know, put a link in our podcast description if you guys are interested, but it's, it gets really deep into God's heart. So that's a little bit about intercession. Ed and I do this um, quite often, but we're still learning because um, it, it's it's learning how to listen to what is on God's heart and speaking those things of God's heart and asking for the blessings to change things in in the physical um, by by praying in the supernatural. Yeah, this really changed uh, the way that we see our lives used now uh, for the glory of God. It's, it's not just about ourselves. It's not just about our families. It's, it's not even just about our communities, but it's about our nation and, and the entire world. How are we going to bring people closer to God? How are we going to uh, share the good news with the world? Yes. And how is this going to change the very fabric of our society? Because right now our society is broken. There's so much fear there's so much distraction. Like everyone is e- either fearful or or they're distracted. Yeah, they don't have their eyes on God. So, oh, Ed, I just wanted to not leave everyone hanging and just tell them what ha- happened to the play <laughs> after oh, yes. we realized that. Um, Ed, do you want to tell this part? Well, after after we uh, started praying and, and changing our ways. It went away. (laughs) (laughs) We had no idea how it happened. It just stopped. There are are no more flies. The rat was definitely gone. Um, Yeah, the crickets. We had to set traps twice. Yeah. Those were gone. We thought it, you know, it was because it was the time, like late in the summer, they just come out anyway, but they were just gone out of nowhere. And and it had to be because of that. And and the miraculous thing is it got my mother's attention. It really did because she, I wouldn't say she is a person of um, great superstition, but superstition in general does occur in Chinese traditions and culture. So she was actually a little bit freaked out. And so when I told her a little bit about what we discovered in the Bible and I just asked her, Hey, is there anything that has been weighing on your hearts that, um, that we need to just literally release? Uh, and she did confess to me something that she has done in her life that she wasn't proud of. And I'm not going to (laughs) say it here because I respect and honor my mother, but it really lifted a burden off of her heart. And 
after that, I felt like, I don't know if you agree, Ed, that she started opening her heart and her world to the possibility of there is one great God up there and also Jesus. Um, and I feel like now her, her heart is getting softened. Uh, and yeah, we, we still sometimes talk about this incident and these plagues today with my mom and she's still, uh, like just blown away by what happened and and how it, it stopped after we started praying. Yeah. This is a really good example of repentance because repentance is not just, asking God for forgiveness, but it's also turning away from our sins. So turning away from our indifference to yes. other people because uh, Jesus's uh, you know, second greatest commandment is to love others as you love yourself. And we weren't doing that. We were just loving on ourselves, caring about you know our, our own well-being, and we didn't care about the nation. We didn't care about our neighbors. And so this gave us a really good wake-up call to say, hey, God wants us to love the world. And loving the world means caring about the world and caring about the world means knowing what's going on in the world. Right. And I know that, Ed, you used to think that your vote doesn't matter in California because, you know, we're in a pretty liberal state. Well, not just that, but also it's just one vote, right? I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm just one vote. What, what impact can I make? Right. That was my thinking. And and it's not even just about the act of voting, but it's the it's the act of caring. Yes. It's the act of love. Yes. Uh and and God reminded us of of this. Yeah. This um, this beautiful big lesson. Yes. So we clean up the blood on our porch and all of that um all of that uh had stopped. Uh, and we're just really grateful that God has shown us these things and has gotten our attention, especially with the rats. I, I, we lived in New York for um, quite a few years, and I do not do well seeing rats and mice anywhere. So that definitely caught my attention. He knew uh, what would catch all of our attention. He knew that the flies would catch my mom's attention. The rat would catch my attention. The blood, which you, Ed, cleaned up on the porch would catch your attention. Hmm. So, Oh, by the way, so I clean up the porch and a month or two later it came back. Uh, there was a spot of blood on the other side of the porch Yeah, and it's still there. So we can't clean that one off. We don't know why. <laughs> um, but now we, when we look at the Passover story and how there's blood mm. on the doorstep, it's just a sign that, that God will pat. If God is, doing something like, you know, sending a nation to plague like COVID, COVID as an yeah. example, he will pass over your home. So we just, we just stand firm on, um, God's signs and wonders on what he's doing in our lives. We can't clean it. We can't clean it. It's maybe what God is trying to tell us that he's protecting us from, um, the plague right now yeah. that's happening. Yeah. The, this was a big lesson for me to, to understand the power of reading the Bible because there's so much there's so many signs that we can follow from you know, other people's mistakes in the past and what God's trying to teach us in the past that applies even today in 2020. Yes. And so looking at the Passover story, looking at the plague and uh, applying that to our lives 
has has been huge. It's it's changed our lives and it and it's really helped us repent of some of our biggest sins. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's truly changed our way. And first of and most of all, it has changed our hearts. Yes, yes. Amy, do you want to pray for our listeners? Um, pray for repentance, for forgiveness, and for guidance from from God. Yes. Let's do that. Father God, we are so grateful that we get to sit here and share your wonderful works in our life with our listeners and bring you glory, Lord. May everyone who has heard the story uh, be able to see the signs and wonders that you're showing in their lives as well. May they be inspired by the Holy Spirit to read your word and understand what you might be saying to their lives. May the Holy Spirit convict all of our hearts um, to repentance, which means to just change our way so we can walk closer to you, Lord, and get to know the matters of your heart more deeply, Lord. May you continue to teach us your nature so we can walk in holiness and love you and love people. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. So that's it for this episode. Uh, By the way, we've been getting a lot of um, prayer requests on Instagram. So um, please keep them coming in. We would love to continue to pray for all of you. Uh, And if you like this episode, please subscribe because on our next episode, uh, we're going to talk about the rotisserie chicken. Stay tuned for that. We'll see you soon.